Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. Yes, and we back with The Crack Podcast. Um, you're here with the three amigos. Let's get a big round of applause, please, for Mr. Demarcus Beasley. Uninterested. Uninterested. <laughs> you know? we, we don't even get the nice background today, you know, but... Uh, uh, next up, coming from the DMV, um, we call him the professor. Let's get a big round of applause, please, for Gucci Anyego. This, this man has the intros. Cut, copy, paste. Cut, copy, paste every time. He won't change it. Listen, when you guys are ready to try the intro and, and, and think of a different way to do it, to, 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 to bring somebody in, how many, time, how many ways can you introduce your mother? Hey, this is my mother. This is blah, blah, blah. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's the intro I'm waiting for. And I'm the guy they beat up on every week. My name is Mookie Wilson. Um, The three of us, again, the Crack Podcast. We have a little bit of something different, a little bit special today. Um, It's a little bit of a throwback. We have an interview that we had to hold. Uh, Feels like ages ago, fellas, but this was the middle of August. And there's an interview where we did it with young U.S. national team defender, FC Dallas, former defender, right back, Mr. Reggie Cannon. Uh, when we interviewed Reggie, he was right in, in the middle of his negotiations and of his transfer out, out of the league. He is currently in the Portuguese Premier League playing with, what's, what's the team named, Bobby's? Boa Vista. Boa Vista. And doing exceptionally well. But there were some issues and there was, a, a, I mean, a fascinating and, and I think a very entertaining interview we wanted to hold it up, Gooch. You know, what, what was your thoughts? And uh, it was hard to hold yeah, it. You we, held we, it down we, for We've us. been holding it up. And, and, and it might seem irrelevant, but it's definitely relevant when you guys listen to this interview. And it, there's a lot of details and a lot of unsaid things before from players uh, that you're going to want to listen to. And so obviously because of the sensitive manner of the interview and the, the, the candidness of Reggie, you know, uh, we chose to hold this off because we didn't want any hiccups to go through. We wanted yeah, this man, man to get his transfer that he deserves, and we wanted nothing to kind of derail that whatsoever. So in saying that, let's get right into it. I just want to say big up to everybody. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I know you're going to enjoy it. And uh, what is your top five? And big, big shouts to L Cool J. All right, my brothers. Peace. Well, speaking about babies and newborns, we're going to give it up for our guest today. Let's give a big round of applause for the right back of U.S. men's national team, FC Dallas, and the future president. Let's give it up for my man, Reggie Cannon. <laughs> what's up, yeah, what's up, Reggie? How you doing? I'm doing good, well. Man. How you doing? Good, 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 good. What's been, up, brother? Uh, How you living, man? Yeah, it's been a crazy 48 hours. But <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Good, good, good. You got a lot of light skin on this on this call. On this, uh, on this three. It's three, three, it's three against one right now. <laughs> Yo, Reg, thank you so much for joining us, man. I know uh, 
it's been so, a tough couple of months uh, dealing with the, not only COVID, but not playing, you know, and the frustration not getting some games in. Um, how are you guys and are you guys excited and, and ready? But how you dealt with the frustration of not being inside the bubble? Yeah, it, it was obviously, you know, one of the toughest things uh, we had to do uh, within the bubble, you know, having such an outbreak with that, uh, with that COVID outbreak. You know, unfortunately, I was one of the players to, uh, to contract it. I believe it was on the third day. Um, and it was tough. You know, we had to watch. You know, first off, we had to be in the bubble for two or three weeks just sitting there watching other teams play. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to cut you off. What did it feel like to get COVID? Oh, dude, it was, it was like the flu on steroids. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy, though. Some people didn't have symptoms at all, and then some people were, like, on the verge of being hospitalized. It was crazy. Uh, you know, to me, it was, like, uh, it was something I could I could get through, but it was tough. Like, the first night was terrible. Like, chills. Uh, you know, my chest hurt very bad. I felt like an elephant was sitting on your chest. It was terrible. Mm. Um but, you know, obviously we, you know, we got through that and, you know, it's been one of the toughest things uh, I've had to do, you know, just getting back fit and not knowing where we're going to play. And obviously now we're, you know, facing off against Nashville for the second time now, hopefully to get a little bit of revenge. Um, but, you know, it's, the team's looking a lot better. Um, you know, we're a lot more prepared than we were last time. Hopefully you don't get offended. We, we called this matchup with Nashville the COVID Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're on board with that, trust me. <laughs> we said we go, we're going we're gonna to name that and uh, copyright it and patent it and <laughs> take it to the movies. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's crazy, man. Um, you know, shoot, when was the last time you guys played a game before that? Uh, March second jeez jeez and then you guys weren't second. even able able to train either either yeah. because of everything right we we literally just had couldn't leave our rooms for crazy crazy amount of time it's terrible it's terrible jeez. well you know you guys are back to good now and you know well semi good you know there's a <laughs> lot a, a, a lot of things that have uh, transpired in, in <laughs> in the in the last few few days and we wanted to ask you about it you know i know i know mookie mookie was very curious to ask you some questions about that wasn't weren't you mauricio <laughs> so, so reg man we have a segment called the say what and unfortunately uh, for our listeners that don't know um you know you guys played the covid um, bowl in front of your fans i think you guys had three thousand fans in the stadium and yeah. um it was proud to see both teams um unify take a knee and uh, unfortunately, there was some boos and there was some um, jeers, uh, some USA, which is the, you know, the USA, USA yeah. um, um, chants. Um, obviously, not happy with you guys and the, and the way you guys kneeled. Um, I'm going to play it, this, the segment that uh, everybody's heard across the country. And I would love to hear from your, your point of view and kind of explain a little bit further on what happened and how you guys felt and, and what's the scenario. So. Um, give us a second. We're going to call this the Say What, the say what segment. Oh, you threw and, uh, it out. You threw it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to, brother. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> you got fans booing you for people taking a stand for what they believe in when millions of other people support this cause. And we've discussed with every other team and the league what we're going to do. And we got fans booing us in our own stadium. How disgraceful is that? Honestly, it, it, uh, for a lack of a better word, it pissed me off. We discussed that prior to what we were doing. We discussed it with Nashville. Everyone from Nashville was on board. Everyone across the league was on board with what we're going to do. We asked for no anthem because we don't feel it was right for the anthem to be played at this moment. 
they ignored our wishes. So we, we were going to kneel regardless if the anthem was played or not. But unfortunately, it was played during these times where we asked for an anthem not to be played, and it pissed me off that you can't even have support from your own fans in your own stadium. I think that was important, right, is to hear a little bit clearer about, you know, you guys asked for the anthem not to be played, you know. Right. And I think another powerful thing is that, you know, like all of us, we knew this would happen. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things and takeaways from this is that, you know, people are, you know, obviously always going to twist your words, um, you know, the media wants to get clicks, whatever, yeah. you know, and the fans ha- have every right to, to do whatever they want. It's American, do the hell, whatever the hell you want. You know, you can boo, you can boo, you can do whatever the hell you want. But the fact that you guys are booing is showing that you don't understand the reason as to why we're kneeling. And these past few days have even given more of an incentive for people to learn why we kneel. They're saying, oh, Reggie, you're a privileged soccer player. You don't experience any racism. I've gotten threats of being lynched within the past three days in my home city. Wow. That, that, that should tell you something that people are really tell, saying, oh, you're a privileged soccer player. You don't experience anything. And, mm-hmm. and again, this isn't even – the reason we kneel isn't for me. This is for people – in the inner cities who don't have a platform and don't have a voice yes. to be able to talk about what they struggle with and how the system is, is unfortunately rigged, not in their favor for people mm-hmm. that can keep them down low for lack of funding for inner, inner city schools to keep them in a rotation and a cycle for, for un, being unsuccessful. And again, that's just what it was built on and why I'm going to use my platform and my voice, regardless of how many people want to call me a Democrat, communist, uh, left-wing, uh, Marxist, whatever. I, I, can, I can take that all, but I want to give a voice to those who don't have it. And Definitely. again, that's why we kneel. Amen, man. I mean, I think that what's crazy is you guys only had, I think, close to 3,000 people in, in the stadium, right? So it wasn't even anywhere near even a half full stadium or even a quarter half. And even within that small population – of, of fans, you have the ignorance that is so rampant across the country. But like, for me, it was crazy. And then even like how you explain it now that people are threatening to lynch you like, yeah, what? Yeah. Like, what? And, and, and I think that that's, that's like, again, that's the takeaway is that people had people are messaging me saying, Oh, well, you have the right to kneel. We have the right to go. I said, you can do whatever the hell you want. I said, the act of you booing was disgusting. They say you couldn't do it. Yes. I said what what you did was disgusting. What yeah, what so you what, to do. There's, no, there's nothing different by you saying that's disgusting to them booing you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Which is arguably even more disrespectful than kneeling during the anthem, might I yeah, add. If you yeah. truly want to get time. Yes. Um, and even then, you know, the the club, you know, the club just called me and told me I don't have to play tomorrow because unfortunately we sent another screenshot of uh, people rallying up saying they're going to give me a surprise uh, at one of the home games. Um, you know, they were posted under uh, every post saying, you know, let's teach this boy Reggie Cannon a lesson about uh, what true, true terror is all this BS. Wow. Uh, wow. So now they're taking added security measures. Um, you know, I can't even, but, but it's unfortunate they, they're choosing for you not to play though. I, right. just, I, right. I think that's, that's bullshit. If there's security measures, then the, then the most secure place should be on the field. Right, and the players. Exactly. Right. Yep. Um, and I, I just think it's, you know, it's absolutely insane. And again, you know, we've talked about, you know, Don calling me personally in the league, talking to me and saying, you know, I, even the Black Players Coalition went to uh, the commissioner and said the anthem should not be played because this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And Don had a choice to make in 24 hours. He didn't make it. This happened. And now 
unfortunately, then you see all the backlash that's coming about. And, it's and the anthem is still being played tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the crazy part about this. When we've, we've asked for it, you've seen the backlash. But don't worry, they're playing it with us in the locker room. So not only – Wait, that's know, the decision tomorrow? So it's going to be – That's the decision. The rest, the, right. the rest of the season? I, I have no clue about the rest of the season. This yeah. is just what uh, the league is doing So tomorrow. who are they trying to For protect? Are they trying to protect the players or are they trying to protect the fans? Their reasoning was uh, that it's for our safety. So, again, you know. If you want safety, then just don't have any fans if that's what you're Exactly. There should be no fans to begin with at this point. And that's the problem. And, you know, I got to be careful to watch my freaking mouth because I'm trying to get out right now. My my fate is in the hands. (laughs) I got to be careful. And I was just going to – do you think – and I I don't want you to, you know, uh, talk shit about your club, but do you think that you're getting the support from your club that you should be getting. Do you feel, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you feel? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, you don't, you I don't want to stay on head, but I'm just I want to I want to give I want to give the real answer, you know. So the day after um the game happened, I made the comments and they saw that a little backlash was starting to happen. They originally asked me to apologize. Wow. Um, I'm done. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm logging. I'm logging off. <laughs> Hold they um, they had written out a statement for me that read, you know, I apologize to whom uh, the fans I offended, uh, my choice of words. Uh, I let the heat of the moment get to me. You're lying, though. And I can't. I, no, you're lying. You, you got to be lying. I kid you not. And I, I haven't told anyone this because, again, I'm in such a sensitive spot, you know. Right. Um, right. And yeah, but, 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 but Red, don't, don't be unapologetic, man. That's, that's yeah. the whole coalition yeah. everybody's here for. Yeah. And uh, I, I, with all, I said, with all respect, like, I don't, I'm not apologizing. I, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yeah, we sure. all made the decision. And I said, what they did was disgusting. I never called anyone disgusting. So the action that you guys chose to do was disgusting because you don't understand why we're kneeling. And, you know, just basing off of these past few days, you know, I'm worried for the safety of, you know, my family, uh, my wife, you know, people, I had to put everything obviously on private because, you know, People were targeting my wife, my family. It's terrible, you know. And people have the nerve to say that racism is almost non-existent in America, and then why they do racist stuff, right? <laughs> and then and the people are saying, "There's so many comments that have come in." Like one was, "Oh, I have the license to conceal carry, and I hope I see you around in the in the streets of Dallas so I can end your miserable life." And it, it word for word, that was the comment, you know. And people really have the nerve to tell me that racism doesn't exist. Um, and you see, I've been asked, I've been asked that, like many times why do you kneel for for the 16th time i've explained it people just don't yeah, want to listen they don't, they want, just to don't listen. want to listen this really it, it just upsets me because i know that you know young generation like yourself the older generation like us and even the generations pro, pro, before us are working to change working to to, to make things better and then just when you hear stories like this, it like crushes my heart to know that like there's so many people on the other side trying to suppress all this positive effort and change and work for no reason, but just out of hate. Hey, and there, what was the quote I heard the other day? Like nothing has ever good has ever come out of this world as, out of hate. Like tell me what, what war was stopped out of hate <laughs> what conflict was was prevented from hate or anything like that you know and for for your life to be threatened for something that was non-violent in the first place right like what kind of silliness is this what hurts is that uh you know we can't 
there's going to be ignorant people always out there, right? And we can't deal with people's opinions, but this, but people like the MLS and people like Dan, Don Garber can avoid these situations by listening to the players. You guys spoke to them. You told them that this would happen. They didn't listen. And then even worse, that the club has asked you to apologize. Just make it that people have deaf ears. And the same thing like last week, we spoke about the Atlanta um, job situation, right? Uh, they spoke about uh, providing better opportunities for blacks to get um, head coaching jobs uh, inside the league. Now Atlanta fires their coach. What they do, they release a, a short list of play of coaches. Not one black coach or minority coaches on that list, right? So it's just it's this is where the work really starts, right? During the pandemic and during the protests, everybody it's, it was cool to put out a statement to saying that I'm with the black yeah. people in the black movement. It's not a movement, right? Now that things have not saying died off, but elections are coming up. Now we got to really see who's really going to put things and implement things that follow up. And MLS, I think, I think MLS did a great job during the bubble, but now, you know, hearing what you told me, it's just like, you know, we have to be on top of them, right? we have to continue the pressure, right? That, you know, just like a child, right? When you do something wrong, you punish them. It's not that you're going to learn from it already. We have to continue boots, right? And we have to follow up with this. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, man. Definitely, and, Reg. And at the same time, I'm happy that a strong black man like yourself can stand up against that, right? Definitely. Because it does take someone that's very strong because a lot of people would crumble under that. And, yes. I, and I wouldn't even, like, fault them for that. Yes. Right? And for you to say, no, why would I apologize? I'm not at fault. You guys need to freaking check yourselves and understand what side of the, the line you, you, you actually support. Because mm -hmm. them telling you, to apologize to the suppressor? Like, like, how, like what, do you, what do you even mean? What does that, <laughs> please, Professor Beasley, tell me what that even means. Like, <laughs> your guess is good as mine, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm baffled, but you that's, know, it's go ahead. Yeah, that's been one of the, the, the craziest things uh, throughout all of this. It, it's weird because this is honestly one of the, the, the calmest times I've ever been. And nice. it's, it's it's weird like my wife even told me like my non-stress is stressing her out like she says i should be more stressed about this situation you know and i told her i think it's just because i i like i really found myself through all of this like now i know what i stand because i've seen yes i've seen how people truly think i've seen how people truly are you know because yes. i've always wanted to believe you know um like for example like fc dallas is always a family and they always have your best interest at heart and they'll always have your back because you know, I was a young kid. I didn't actually know what happened mm -hmm. behind the scenes that the league did some, you know, some Probably stuff. Should. Yeah. Wasn't acceptable. Um, and now that I've kind of seen, you know, I've kind of had my eyes open, you know, I know what I stand for and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to back it, you know, regardless of the backlash. I realized um, that it's, it's just a business, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People have been trying to tell me that for so long. <laughs> no, it, like it, we're a family here. Everyone's got each other's back, you know, um, and I'm starting to learn that, but you know, I think, um, you know, I think when all this is said and done and, you know, I even talked to, you know, Dan and Lucci about it, you know, if, um, when I, when I go overseas, cause it is, it is happening soon. Uh, yeah. you know, we have offers on the table. Um, you know, when it happens, you know, I told him like, I think fans will be, you know, those, those fans will be happy to see me go. And I said, until Dan and Clark, uh, the hunts, um, actually start condemning, these types of behaviors and not allowing these people at games because if you'll see their first statement was basically 
you know, oh, there's very fine people on both sides. <laughs> Donald Trump statement. <laughs> Holy shit. That of saying, hey, uh, Reggie Cannon uh, supports our values because they, everyone has told me within everyone at the club, everyone at National said, we, we have your back 100%. And then when it actually gets sticky and you yeah. actually have to go through it, it's like, like I'm looking around, I'm like, I'm almost alone in this. Yes. You know? um, and, I, you know, I, I, Lucci, Lucci's actually tried to prepare me for it tomorrow. He said, you know, fans may throw things, fans may be booing. I said, Lucci, I'm fully prepared for that. Yeah, I think, and they suckers, and anybody wastes their time or losers, right? So you ain't worried about that, right? But I think we should celebrate um, how you come from a, a tremendous family. Um, how, how educated you are and how proud you are. And, you know, you come from a, a upper middle-class family. I think that uh, we need to um, show that all black people don't come from the hood, right? <laughs> uh, speak a little bit about your background and, and, and uh, how your family has, has played a role in you becoming the player you are now. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, um, I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, my mom and dad divorced when I was a uh, early age, earlier mm. than you know, I could really remember. My dad is still involved in my life. You know, I love him to death. Um, but you know, it, I wasn't an inner city kid. I didn't have that struggle that, you know, uh, that connection with, uh, those people in the inner cities. I can really feel that connection with the support, you know? Yeah. Um, so going up in the, um, you know, in the suburbs, going to a private Christian school, mm -hmm. I didn't have that underprivileged life that I could experience and relate to with these, uh, these kids that, you know, I've been seeing in appearances and stuff that we've yeah. been being exposed to, um, you know, during all this, this time, you know, now when I first signed my professional contract, you know, I started to realize that you know, there are some serious systemic disadvantages to unfortunately be having the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it took a lot more for someone like me to realize because I wasn't immediately connected with the people in the inner cities because I didn't grow up there. Yeah. Um, because, again, my credit to my mom, she worked her absolute butt oh, off yeah. to where she is today. She had to claw her way up um, to not put me in those situations. Um, and so now I think I've really, you know, been able to connect with a lot of a lot of those people, especially over the past few days that exactly. I stay now, you know it's been able to have that connecting experience to be able to to um, know what it's like to be and 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 uh you know it's funny as you say that right because i just want to show people that you don't have to have nothing to 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 experience racism exactly right that's right definitely man so what you know about this big head gooch who's one of the top defenders <laughs> um who, who played in front of you played overseas in europe now you're about to enter the, the, a different world, brother, you know, leaving, leaving your mother's cooking and, and leaving uh, uh, Texas and hit overseas, man. Are, are you ready for it? Man, uh, at this point, especially over the past few days, I'm 200% ready for it. I was 100% ready for it before all this, but now I'm, I'm ready, man. Um, you know, I'm, even, you know, even before all this, you know, talk, talking with my wife, you know, she was, you know, excited to be over there, but she was kind of hesitant. And now after the past few days, she's like, Get us the hell out of here! Like we're we're ready to go. Yeah. You know? Hey, Gooch, you gotta let them know though. It's some. This they gonna throw stuff at you and oh, scream yeah. at you, abuse you. Worse. Listen, listen, Reggie. I mean, obviously it was a different time. I'm a little bit I mean, <laughs> only only a couple years older than you, but uh, I, I think I've been. Yeah, bees is we've all been. Bees has been throwing dead chickens at before. Uh, I've been punched. Batteries. I've been punched in the face. Uh -huh. During games before, I got, my, I got my car blown up. Shit, oh, you oh, did. shit. <laughs> outside my crib. Uh, Reggie, be. I don't think you understand what he just said. He that got his car that, that, 
blown no, on that, fire. That might have been for some other reasons, though. That, hey, it don't matter. It's still it coming the same matter. thing. Thank you. Thank you. It's still <laughs> the same thing. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, man. I, I, I for one, would love to see, you know, it's no secret. We talked about it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. We talked about it our last episode that for me, you know, I wasn't a product of the MLS, right? And I went straight to Europe at 19. Uh, Bees went a couple of years afterwards after starting the MLS. But for me, I think like any player that has any aspirations to be the best that they can be, you got to go. You got to, yeah. you got to, you got to try those waters out and then figure out if you can swim or not. Yeah. And uh, you, you only know that after you jump in the pool, in the deep end, right? Right. And, uh, you telling us that you know you're ready for you i i love it you're gonna need that excitement every day because it's going to be a different it's going to be a different atmosphere as soon as you step on that training field you know uh these can tell you you know we were talking about last time you're an enemy (laughs) no longer friends in the locker room you know i think he has to realize that i don't think he has experienced that as much you know um bees can talk a little bit more about that yeah i mean I, i talk about it all the time uh I always talk about when my first days at PSV and I, what Goose said, I was like, I was the enemy, you know what I'm saying? And then I didn't, there wasn't no every day you get um, uh, good mornings and all oh, bees. What's up? What'd you do last night? All oh, bees come, come to the crib. I want to, you know, show you around the city. I want to show you, <laughs> you know, invite you to dinner and, and make you feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're there. You're taking somebody's job. You know what I'm saying? They, they have youth players that, that go through the youth system. They got players that have been there for years. You're yes. there. The club bought you to take someone else's job. Mm-hmm. You got to always have that in your head, always, every single day. When you And I know that that's how you train anyway, uh, but you have to train that way every single day. And it's not going to be uh, uh, roses every single day. No, everybody's not going to, you know, it, my point is that don't feel offended. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't feel offended. You go out there, you do your job, you go out there and train and earn the respect. And then after that, yeah, they're going to they're gonna love you because they know that, you can bring something to the team. All they want to do is win. At the end of the day, all the club wants to do is win. The, the players want to win. They got that mentality. They want to win. So if you can help them win, you know what I'm saying, then that's when your personality and their personality is going to show and, you know, you guys can be, you know, friends and I'm sure, you know, their wife and your wife are going to have a good time. But in the beginning, yeah, don't expect everybody going to come in and shake your hand and say, oh, hey, I'm I'm DeMarcus Beasley. I'm from here and let's, let's hang out. Ah, nah. Negative. It ain't going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's honestly what I'm excited for, man, because um, at FC Dallas, I think it, it's gotten me, you know, comfortable. And yeah. I know that's not going to make me the best because I, I have huge aspirations. I want to be one of the best right backs in the world one day. I want to play in a club, you know, and I, I've, I've said these a million times. But you're about that, that left? You're about that life, Reggie? <laughs> Trust me, I'm about that. <laughs> and that's why, like, I know that stuff's going to make just gonna challenge me dude i'm so excited for it. i know it's like it sounds crazy to like it just I, I i hate being comfortable because i know it's not gonna make me grow it's not gonna make me the best footballer i can i can yeah. be so yeah, and it's, trust me it don't sound crazy that's that's exactly how i how i was when i was when i was younger you know I, when i was in chicago i was starting every game uh, mm-hmm. i knew i was going to start you know what i'm saying i got i was i was comfortable you know i yeah. wanted to leave before that but you know yeah. obviously things happen what, what we were talking about earlier the business part of the game they don't want to sell you you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I felt comfortable. And I and I personally, I, I felt if I wanted to be better and I, I wanted to um, challenge myself and I always, 
you know, looked look at my career as, as a challenge. I wanted to go to this country. I want to challenge myself there. This country, I want to challenge myself there. So I always wanted to go to the next challenge. And for me, going for MLS, when I felt comfortable and in my own little bubble, that wasn't enough for me. And I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that. That's, that, that that's not enough for you. You want to be the best right back in the world. You know what I'm saying? That, those are your goals and those are your achievements that you want to achieve at, at, some, at some point in your career. And me speaking, you can't do that in MLS. You right. can't be able to be, and I don't care if MLS hears it or not, you cannot be the best right back in the world if you're, if you're playing MLS. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not going to happen. And right. for you to have that aspiration and, and, that, and that drive and that will to, to do it, man, I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to see you over there. I, I'm, 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 I'm ready to see where you're going to be. Reggie, who's the best right back right now in your in your opinion? I'm judging you, by the way, off of your answer. You know, with the modern day fullback, we could easily say Trent because of what he's done offensively. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the role of fullback is kind of changing right now. Yeah. You know, you're having a fullback who's just getting a crazy amount of assists and doesn't have to be strong, as strong defensively, I would say. He's a midfielder but, these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I've been trying to – uh, to model my game after. Um, I want to be complete on both sides of the ball because I think that's what gives fullbacks the most value, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would say right now, Trent, you know, but the, the, it's, it, it just depends because the role of fullback right now is just changing. It's, it's ever changing. So I, it's a, it's a good question. I just, I would say Trent right now. Can you, can yeah. you take, can you take free kicks? I cannot take free kicks. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to add it to your game, bro. You got to add it to your game, right? No, no, no. So, I, that so, is something I'm going to work on trusting. So, so Reg, uh, how do you go about developing the offensive side of the game and being more comfortable with the ball inside the midfield and distributing to the forwards? What do you do? Or what does Lucci help you with, work with you with? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, you know, I've, always, I've never been comfortable coming inside, yeah. um, you know, with my back not my back facing uh our own goal i've never yeah. been comfortable doing it i yeah. always would love to receive the ball wide with my back facing the sideline so i could see what's going on yeah um, you know and something i worked on heavily in my game um my best chance i've come from receiving that ball inside and driving you know and i mm -hmm. think that uh, you know that's really helped my game offensively because you know if you're just receiving the ball wide at times sometimes it, it just doesn't make you as dangerous of a player and again that's what that's what gives me value you know mm -hmm. that's what is the European teams at least see in me, see mm -hmm. potential in me is my attacking ability because anyone can just buy a defensive fullback yes. and buy an offense. I want to be complete on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just, you know, uh, going forward with power. That's also a big thing. You know, that's my strength is when, you know, uh, our winger Barrios gets the ball, it's just me sprinting as hard as I can to get to that space and beating my man and me creating a 2v1 overload. I think that's one of the biggest things. Are you, uh, are you, are you in the gym? Are you like Demarcus and you just do yoga? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even do yoga. <laughs> no, no, we, uh, I do both. I do both. Sorry to get in on the yoga side of things. Uh, Darcy's actually trying to get me in on that, but I'm one of the most inflexible people you've ever met. Me. Yeah, I remember. I remember we, whenever we played Dallas. Whenever we played Dallas, and it was this is a little bit more how we set up because you know in Houston we never defended. Well, our, our wingers. <laughs> Y'all had a field day. Y'all had a field day against Houston. I see. I got Barrios on my side. Then I got freaking Reggie coming down my side. I'm like, can I get some help? <laughs> and I and I'm seeing and I and I see I see it coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Barrios mm -hmm. comes in. Then yeah. Reggie goes out wide. Yeah, I, I know the the movements of what y'all are doing. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's too Can't stop it. Yeah, you can't, can't stop it. 
You know what I'm saying? You go inside with him, and then you see Reggie. I see Reggie on my side, like in the corner of my eye. You're like, oh, like, damn it. <laughs> and then as soon as I shift out, you know what I'm saying, there's Barrios right in the middle. Cause, but that was a little bit of how we played because we, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't want our wingers to defend. I, don't, I wasn't a coach. Don't ask me why. <laughs> you, I bet when you saw Houston on your schedule, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 was, it was one of the best feelings. <laughs> it was one of the best feelings. Wow. And he's, <laughs> and he's married, Bees. The, the wing defense. It's, a feel, it's like the best feeling in the world for me. When they a winger back. back. They didn't shot back. It, so it, was, it was 2v1 the whole game. Whenever we yeah. played Dallas. No help as a fullback. Zero. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, I want to I transition to a tough question. Oh, boy. You know, you, you got so much potential. Obviously, you, you've sparked a lot of European interest. Tell me about your competition concur- concurrence with Serginho. <laughs> right? So this is, this is a national team where you got, which is a good problem to have. You yeah, got, yeah, yeah, even, even, even Yedlin. Even Yedlin, yeah. yeah I, I don't want to talk about Yedlin. I want to talk about, I want to talk about, Yedlin wasn't, in, he wasn't in the, in the question. It, okay. it, it's Serginho. Sorry, my bad. I mean, come on. Can I have my question? I've been asked the question thousands of times. No, Serginho is a phenomenal player. I love. Hey, don't him. give me no PC answer I'm either. Not. I'm giving you a genuine. <laughs> response. Yeah, but to have the 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 level of interest that he's had, it's a bit different than my path, especially at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a player like that in the pool challenges me because now I'm I'm feeling pressure that I have to get out as quickly as possible mm-hmm. to be the best I can be to develop further to be able to compete. Um, offensively, what can I say? He's a freaking beast. Uh, I think he's one of the best attacking fullbacks that we have in the pool currently. Um, but I think he, he needs to be challenged defensively. And I think that's where I come in. Um, you know, because I've obviously- Yeah, Reg, I like that. No, no, Let him know, Reg. Let him know, Reg. Give him that stiff arm. Give him that stiff arm. Give him that stiff arm. All over the freaking media, you know, Reggie Cannon thinks he's better than Serginho Dez. No, 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 no. That's the headline. That's the headline I'm thinking about. What are you <laughs> Hey, Reggie, everybody needs competition. That's how you both, shop, um, you know, uh, knives shopping knives. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to right. make sure that- uh, it's gonna it's gonna benefit you for both of you guys, and at the end of the day, the country is gonna get the best uh, right fullback that uh, deserves to play there. You know, right? I I think honestly, I you know I, I respect him so much because I think he right now he has a, a bigger upside than I do, but I can change that. That's something I can it, I can and I can change and I can go and develop. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, Greg may favor him at the time, but I'm gonna be there too. You know, I, I think I'm I'm strongly one or two. Um, and if DeAndre's in the mix, then that gives me even more competition because, again, I've learned so much from DeAndre. I like this boy. I like this boy. I like this boy. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, and even, you know, a lot of people have Des playing left back and you playing right back. Yeah. It's not like you're, you're, you're far off of that, of the, um, of the, of the list of right backs. You know what I'm saying? If they, if we can't, and I say we as Amer- um, America, if we don't have uh, a left a good back, left back. Left yeah, back. Look, at, look what they did with Fabian. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. We don't have if we don't have a left back, I think it'll be with Des on the left and then you on the right. Yeah. You know with I know you didn't ask about Yedlin, but with Yedlin, I think you know he's taught me so much. And you know, being there's a different there's levels to this stuff. He's a Premier League he's a Premier League player. You know, I'm, I'm playing MLS. You know, and to me that 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 pushes me even further to get out because. 
you know, as a, as a national team head coach, who would you choose? Someone who plays in the freaking Premier League or plays in the MLS? And again, it's nothing against MLS. It's just that th- there's levels to this stuff. And I have to be challenged to even compete with these two because Serginho and Yedlin are phenomenal freaking players. And I would, I would argue that are better than me at this time, but that's why I'm trying to get out so I can prove myself in Europe and become the best player I can be. So, Reggie, can, can you name two right fullbacks that played in the World Cup or for a U.S. national team? That played in the World Cup? Yeah. What kind of yeah. question is that? I just want to know. I want to know these young boys, do they know the, the history? Do you know, name two right fullbacks that played in the World Cup for the U.S. national team? Yedlin and Zuzi. Okay. Hey, that was easy. That was an easy question. Boots hit you with a hard one. I, I want to see where you, where you have the solve. I just want to know. I mean, you know. Reggie's Reg, Reg, Reg looking at you all cross-eyed. Like, what's I'm looking at him cross-eyed. <laughs> I want to know if he's, you know, if he really about this, you know, he really knows soccer. You know what I mean? He's really about this football life, you know? But, but he's, he's showing it. I think he is. I, I mean, I, I shoot. You got the good soccer answers to me. I, I have a, a, a nice little monkey wrench in that. One of your friends told me about this, right? And I said, I was like, you know what? I, I need to ask him a question. I need to get this guy's personality out of him. Like, what do I say? He said, ask Reggie why he thinks Biggie is better than Eminem. Yo, oh my. <laughs> Wait, where did you get where did you get this question from? Does, it, not, does it matter? And bees to me. Bees, to me, that's a dumb question. <laughs> hey, wait, no, 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 wait, 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 I need y'all to stop and let his, this man talk. This Look, is I am a huge Eminem fan, but I can't argue that. I can't argue Eminem is better than Biggie. I can't do that. You can't? Papa told me that you would argue this one. Okay, Papa, okay. The argument was that we were ranking artists, we were ranking hip-hop artists, and we had 17-year-olds putting the baby above Eminem. That's the problem. That was why I was, I was fuming. Yeah. That was the problem. But they all know Eminem is one of my favorite rappers of all time. And he's, but he's not top five, Eminem. So, uh, 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 do you think? Yo, that's... you're pushing some buttons that I don't think you want to push. <laughs> he is not top five. What? How many Eminem hits do no, play on, right now on the radio? Top five. Give me your top five. Just give me your top five. I mean, you know, I'm 40 years old. Oh, you don't even I'm, know half of them. You I'm 40 years old for New York City. But easy, easy, go ahead. Please, please, please give me your talk. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to go do real quick. Right? I'm going to say it's a guy named um, uh, Rakim. Rakim. Um, I was literally about to say that. I knew, I knew you would put Rakim. Go ahead. Keep it's going. It's Nasir Jones, Mr. Uh, Escobar. Uh, yeah. Right? Is, um, I'm going I'm to put Tupac. What do you mean? I'm okay. gonna put Tupac. Tupac no, I'm there. not the biggest Tupac fan, but the work he put in, I'm gonna put Tupac and what he did for the culture. That's three. I'm gonna have to name Jay Z. And then Biggie. Okay. Nope. I'm from <gasps> I'm from Jamaica, Queens. I'm naming LL Cool J. Oh, give me a break. Are you kidding me? Nah, I don't know. Cool J in your top five. See, I'm official, official, right? I'm official, official, right? When it comes to this hip hop thing, we can sit down and debate that another time, too. You know what I mean? I can teach you about LL Cool J. LL Cool J. He's one of the ghosts, though. Gooch, Gooch, hip hop with another ice. He don't know about no hip hop. I'm gonna let you know about ice. That's when Gooch started listening to hip hop. Let me tell you something. When when Mookie feels threatened, he tries to attack me. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) I haven't said anything. He's mad because nobody. You just said that. You you just said stop. LL Cool J. Look, nobody on this guy's green planet will put LL Cool J ahead of Biggie. I am sorry. Thank you. And again, 
I am, and people think I'm a 22 year old. So I don't, I don't know about freaking Big L. Listen to our to our to our listeners who know about hip hop. Please comment and, and school this gentleman on who <laughs> yeah. LL Cool J is. Be, no, no, I know please. who LL Cool J is. You don't have to teach me about LL Cool J. He's oh, not top man. five. Be, but, is he in the top five? Is LL in the top five? Uh, no, no, no chance. Reggie, okay. who are yours? Who are yours? Drake. Blue Stop. Blueface. I am <laughs> the bridge of these two generations. Cardi B. Drake in their top five. <laughs> People okay. can't be in the top. No, my objectively, you know, Jay Z for me is, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Uh, if you want my top five, I'll put Jay Z, um, Nas, uh, Biggie. I know this is a basic top five. Just hold on, Pac, and I could switch M- Eminem and Big L. Now I know people don't rate Big L that much, but his albums were absolutely insane. The best rhymer in the world at the time. And you if only you, had, to- you only had two albums, rest was mixtape. But yes, Big L was one of the illest rappers in all time, right? But then we have to be realistic, right? We say the GOAT. If a- Biggie had one album. Exactly. Biggie so for soccer, that's why Biggie's not in my top five. If a soccer player played one wicked season, you can't say he's one of the best soccer players. No, 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 time, no, no, no. Right? If his impact and legacy <laughs> lasts 30 plus years, then you could put him in your top five. Uh, I think I like this. I like this if a person had one good season, hey, yeah, you're now. Uh, that's cool. But but Reggie, I want you to do this for me, right? I want you to go to L Cool J, right? When you get me, you have to. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I want. I want. I'm asking you to listen to his stuff. I'm asking you to realize what impact and how he changed the game and how for for 20 years he was the number one rapper, right? In hip hop, for 20 years. Do we really want to talk numbers? Like, really so for, for Eminem, Eminem is cool. He sold a lot of units, right? Because as suburban kids can well, relate to him. Yeah. yeah. But right now he has no hits. There's not one. When you go to the club today, there's not one throwback Eminem. And you don't talk about uh, the, whoa, that, that. Whoa, 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 don't whoa, don't whoa, even whoa. start singing that, that song you want to sing. Don't do that. You sound crazy. Go ahead and sing that song you want to sing and see how you look when you sing it. Did you say Eminem? Who's that? You know what I'm saying? That's real, Rez. Yes, he sold so many units, but in terms of being impactful, right, and having music and classic music. The impact he had in global hip-hop is different. Classic hip-hop. Tell me a classic Eminem song. Say it. Lose yourself? And you can call that basic. It's true. Till I collapse. It changed the world, bro. What are when have you about? when have you listened? When have you heard "Lose Yourself" on a radio or in a club? The last time you, you want to hear "Lose Yourself" in the club. What clubs are you going to? Where you want to hear? <laughs> That's not a song you play in the club. <laughs> Eminem doesn't make club music. That's the beauty of it. He doesn't. That's need the to beauty club. of it. Uh, look, okay, Mookie's mainstream. If if it's not in the club, you don't rate it. <laughs> I'm just asking how what impact the Eminem really really have, right? Because he he was a he was a good rapper. Uh-huh. That, that made, suburban kids related to. I understand that. I understand that. I understand why you think he's the number one player. I understand that. I understand that. That's why. I don't think... I, okay, I used to think Eminem was the go when I was, you know, learning, yeah. obviously, about hip-hop. Yeah, Tesho yeah, yeah. actually educated me a lot, a, yeah. lot on, uh, on, a lot on hip-hop, you know, because everyone knew coming into it was like, oh, Eminem's the best rapper of all time. He raps really fast. And yeah. you don't actually understand the content that he's saying. But now, the, the impact that he has will forever last. And I get it. He has privilege, yes. He is white and he has privilege, and that is why. No, he can rap his ass off. He can rap. He can rap. He can rap. But exactly, you have to take it for what it is. He is one of the best rhymers of all time, 100%. What's the he first album you, you actually purchased yourself in terms of you, that you really you know, listened to the whole gen, album? That generation don't purchase. We don't, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we just bad. download all Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, 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 what album that, that was like your first 
album that you banged from start to finish in hip hop that you fell in love with? Um, probably the Eminem show. That I think Eminem is an introductory level like rapper. He he's like the yeah. bridge between like beginner like beginner hip hop and then you kind of get into the veteran like to pimp a butterfly Kendrick Lamar like deep 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 hip hop. Which by the way Kendrick Lamar is going to be top five dead or alive by the time he's finished with this. Do you ever listen to J Cole? Yeah, I listen to J Cole sometimes. I just think it's not the same level as Kendrick. Kendrick's got a whole new depth to him. To pimp a butterfly was one of the best albums of all time. Good Kid, Mad City, classic. Um, Section 80, phenomenal. Like, he, I don't think he, he's, he hasn't missed yet, so. Do, do you got bars? You ever write down raps? <laughs> no. Freestyle on the bus? Nah? <laughs> no, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll end up saying something corny. I can't do it. Come on, Reggie, let's end this with. with All right, I'm going <laughs> to no, play, no, no. play your beat. I'm going to play your beat. Oh, man. no, no. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what happens when Eminem becomes your favorite rapper. You get some corny <laughs> Not Listen, man, Reggie, we just want to say, man, we thank you so much for coming on, on the show. And um, obviously, all of us here having you on was a pleasure because we really believe in your game. And we think that the next chapter is going to be greater. And we're so happy that, you know, we get a chance to speak to you and, and get you on the show right before you take off to Barnsley <coughs> or something like that on one of these teams, you know what I mean? You know, but um, but I just want to say it's, it's nothing but love, brother. And, 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 and you've made us all proud, man. You've made us all proud. Definitely. Appreciate Peace, Reggie. Peace. <laughs> and Elder Goat. Jamaica Queens, baby. I'll see you guys. Peace. This guy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, what a what a firecracker, man. <laughs> yeah, but he knows what he wants, which is good. Um, the, the kid is focused. Uh, I remember, you know, he said he always wanted to be a soccer player, a footballer. So, uh, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to get some eye-awakening um, situations but what he's going through now i think is um you know how terrible it is gooch it's good that he's he's battle tested yeah this guy i mean he's welcoming adversity you know and that's what i love you know, there's so many players in this country that just don't even want to think about that european side because uh the what ifs i don't know yeah. it's, it's yeah. the uncertainty he this kid's like i want to be uncomfortable i want to yeah. grow i want to grow yeah, he's comfortable being uncomfortable, and that's what I like. That's what I like, and that's that's what it, that's what it's gonna take. That's what it's gonna take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, with with his wife and his a good support system when he's over in Europe. Yeah, he'll be fine. And a good yeah. good playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you put LL Cool J on a playlist. <laughs> I sit here arguing hip hop with a twenty two year old, but 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 listen, though, um, you know, I think it's brilliant for for you guys to get a chance to speak to him and give you your experiences. So I think that was pretty dope. Um, that's why we're here for on the crack. Like he talked about the bridge, but I think it's important for you guys and uh, for us to have discussions with these younger gentlemen and what they're going through. I'm sure we have been through and the dialogue has to open. So I think that's pretty cool and powerful. And the MLS, you know, let's get it together. Let's get it right. FC Dallas, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really pissed off that she even asked or even thought about him apologizing. I think that's 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 bullshit. Yeah, that's that that angered me. I mean, obviously the 
the the notes that he got from fans about lynching and guns. That, yeah, that's that, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you can't control that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the organization that is meant to protect you, yes, <laughs> is telling you you're wrong. Not, yeah, not and this, not even this, this support. Right. That's it. Support you. Yeah, it's, you, don't uh, have to, you don't have to agree. All you gotta do is support the man. That's it. That's it. That's two, that's thumbs two thumbs down. Two thumbs down for me. I hear you, but listen, fellas, we're gonna see a lot of more of that as a, the season continues and um, the stadium start to open up. And I think with even with football, or you know, if if the NBA tries to after the bubble uh, when they start up again, but we'll see. And we praying for the country, and uh, we 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 here for the we here for the bullshit. We're gonna change it either either way. You know, um, you know we all dedicated and um, yeah. So my brothers, it's been real. Thank you so much. Again, to our listeners, make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you let us know. You know, uh, always we try to uh, interact with you guys and also ask you your opinions and your ideas because this is not just our um, show. This is your show as well. Yeah, throw in some comments. Yes, rate us. Throw us some comments. Subscribe. You know, try and try and show everybody why we're your favorite podcast, soccer podcast in the market. There you go. All right, much love, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.